friends, Uncle Marv here. This is the Uncle Marv podcast, something I started a couple of years ago, like so many people in the world, sitting around at home trying to figure out what to do during COVID. And I said, let me start a podcast. And it was a time where I could sit and chat and hang out and make Facebook become a reality and chat with family, friends, and almost famous people. So we are going to be doing that tonight. And the reason we're doing a special show tonight is because with all of the recent news that has been flowing around the world with the money flowing into junior achievement, I've had a lot of people asking me, Marvin, weren't you a part of that? And I said, yep, I was. Hey, can you tell me a little bit about that? And so I would tell people my experience. And then I thought, why don't I put something together where I can get a lot more people, some of my friends that are still involved with Junior Achievement and still doing the work. And let's talk about what's happening in Junior Achievement now, because it has been many years since I have been a part of Junior Achievement. I did work at a local office here in Fort Lauderdale for a couple of years, but then I moved on, started doing some other stuff and run my own business. And I attribute a lot of that to Junior Achievement. And you'll hear stories from people that are working from Junior Achievement and even a current student that is excelling and prospering with the system here. For those of you watching this or listening for the very first time and you want to follow this podcast, you can head over to UncleMarv.com and you can see some of the past episodes where I've had other Junior Achievement friends on, some friends from high school, college, and again, some almost famous people. And we'll be having more in the future So sign up and hit follow on one of your favorite podcatchers and you'll be able to follow along with the show. But tonight I'm going to get busy with some of my friends here and we're going to start. I mentioned that I worked at a local office here in Fort Lauderdale once I finished grad school. So we're going to start with Junior Achievement Fort Lauderdale. Joining me now on the platform, Lori Salarillo from Junior Achievement of South Florida. Lori, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for spending some time with us. This is something that we probably should have done a long time ago. (laughs) Exactly. I did not even know until I got your email that you had history with the JA South Florida uh, office. So I'm thrilled to get to meet you. Well, I want, I'm going to pick your brain after this. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure I don't have much that you don't already know. Uh, from what I hear, you have been doing a fantastic job at that office, uh, an office that I worked at for two years back in the early 90s, uh, back when it was just a small office, uh, just five of us on staff. And we, I think we barely scratched 5,000 students. And one of my coworkers became president, and she was starting to do a fantastic job. Unfortunately, we, we miss her, an unfortunate accident. Uh, but you now have come in and have taken the reins. And uh, tell us what's been happening. 
Oh, well, it's been about seven and a half years um, since uh, we lost Melissa. And uh, I joined, I guess, about six, seven months after uh, she passed. Um, and we this past year, lots of lots of things have have changed and and continue to grow. We have really uh, grown our footprint in the high school uh, levels. Uh, but I think uh, more than anything, I mean, this year we hit almost 70,000 students wow. uh, last year that we served. Uh, and I'm really proud of some of the things we're doing, um, which so I think we're kind of setting the trail for some other JAs that are that that are kind of now saying, hey, I think I want to do that, too. So we love being pioneers. All right. So I mentioned when I was in the office, we were just hitting, you know, around 5000. We had just started some of the school programs. We were doing the I think it was the fifth grade, the eighth grade and the 12th grade. I forget the names, but I know Project uh, Business, Applied Economics, and something else. Uh, but now, Junior Achievement is a full K-12 through curriculum. And I don't know if you guys are doing all of that plus the company program. So tell me where you're at. No, we actually made a decision uh, probably about three or four years ago to only focus from fifth grade higher. Okay. Uh, we have the largest, I believe we still have the, still have the largest single facility in the world. Um, and I think there's somewhere around the mid thirties or so number of, of uh, buildings. Uh, and so we focus on BizTown, which is fifth grade, then eighth grade, which is finance park. And then we've gotten, as I said, heavier and heavier into the high school level, uh, we have one of the most robust, I think, JA Fellows programs in the country. Uh, we also have a program called JA Career Bound, where we actually, once the, the program is complete, kids are actually placed into jobs, paid jobs. Um, and then we also have a pre-apprenticeship in the marine industry, which we're planning on expanding into a couple of other industries. So we're doing some really cool stuff, fill in the pipeline, right? Not just doing the training. Very nice. Very nice. Now, one of the things I think that has led to the success of your office is probably you, uh, because you uh, grew up in Fort Lauderdale. You weren't born here, but you were pretty much around here, involved with uh, Leadership Broward, uh, doing a lot of stuff down here. You're heavily involved in the community. Uh, Do you think that that has been a huge part of the uh, success of the South Florida office? You know, I listen, I think a huge part of anyone's success is about relations, right? And so I've been in this community now probably about 31, 32 years. Um, and I'm a people person, love building relationships with people. Uh, and so all of those relationships that I built on committees and being involved in the community, I, you know, hopefully, you know, you hope people will follow you and follow your leadership. And so far that's worked out okay. And we've built lots of new relationships as well. It's constant, right? It's ongoing. So, um, and we love it and we have a great team. We're we're a team now of 51. 51. Wow. That's, I was imagining how we would do what we did with five and 50 is amazing. Now, a lot of what you have attributed your success to has been your team. Uh, putting the right people in the right place. And that's a lot of people to put out there. And you have to um, round up a ton of volunteers to reach that many students. Um, So tell me some of the things that you guys are doing in the community to help get the volunteers and to to keep the name of Junior Achievement out there. Well, first of all, we have a really large board. Uh, We have almost 70 people on our board. 
We have pretty much reinvented it. Um, there are still some some long timers on there, uh, but a lot of them are, I would say, anywhere between. You no, know, we keep bringing new people on, but most of them are probably in the three, two, five, six, seven year range. And we've really figured out, I think, um, how to engage our board. That's 70 tentacles going out into the community, right? Um, we're really big with social media. Um, if you are on LinkedIn, you will see I, I have a huge presence. Our organization, people are out there uh, posting. Our board members are posting. So we have a very engaged board of ambassadors, I call them, who really are about building bridges and helping us. We've grown our development team, our volunteer management. And again, it's really about going out there, telling the story and building the relation. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. All right. Now, when I was there, we we only did a couple of events. We did a bowl-a-thon and we did the golf tournament. And you guys do a lot more of that now. You've got a, a nice little black tie affair. Uh, you've got some other nice events out there. But then you are also so involved with the community that the governor decided to appoint you uh, to the Florida Endowment Foundation for Vocational Rehabilitation Board of Directors. That was a couple of years ago. Are you still involved with that? So I actually am governor appointee on three boards. Oh, okay. Uh, one is the Early Learning Coalition, um, which if you think about it, right, early learning for those parents who have to go to work, right? So it's workforce because if we don't have childcare, right, our, our parents can't work. So I've been on that probably for about 18 years. I was appointed by Governor Bush. Then I was appointed to the ABLE Trust about two years ago. For those that don't know, I have a 30-year-old with Down syndrome. And so employment amongst people with disabilities um, is much higher unemployment, right, in that population. So that's a personal passion for me. And then about a month ago, I was just appointed by uh, Governor DeSantis to the Career Source Florida board. And there, I like to think that I represent all of the Florida JAs. All right. I got to get on my research team. We missed some of those. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It's a lot. Sometimes I can't even get it. <laughs> Now, you know, I mentioned at the top here that a lot of funding has come in and Junior Achievement has gotten a lot of attention. And of course, the question of, you know, where do you see the future of Junior Achievement going? Uh, you've made big strides from the time that I was at that office until now. So where do you see things going from here? You know, uh, listen, our budget half to seven and a half million. Um, so the, so going too much further scares the life out of me uh, sometimes, right? Because that means raising more money, but I never let that stop me. Um, I think for for our team, uh, for our organization, uh, we'll go heavier into the youth employment uh, that we're doing. We actually were just asked to take the lead on that for Broward County to build a pipeline of eight to 10,000 students. So that means a lot of partnerships and we wouldn't be doing that by ourselves. Uh, that and the pre-apprenticeship. It's a really big need in our community is really getting these kids straight into the work. So I could see, if I really want to dream, I could see a workforce center um, possibly in a, in a different building because we don't have enough room anymore. We're out of space. So I could see us definitely being more, doing more in that high school, right? That work-based experience of pre-apprenticeships, youth employment, entrepreneurship, Somehow we have to figure out how, how to help these 25 teams a year that we have in the company program 
uh, and fellows program, we got to figure out how to help them start, right? Real business, the, yep. the next business, the one they want. So I could see us definitely going into the startup area a little bit. So, and I also think about social enterprise. I think the bigger and the more, right, the more you do and the bigger you get, the more funding you need. Well, who knows, right? If we're going to have inflation or recession, right? That gets harder sometimes to raise money. So we need to look and think about earned revenue streams. So how do we create a social enterprise where we put our students to work in a business that also generates revenue that supports the program? So kind of serves both purposes. It's really mission driven. So those are some of the things I think I see on the horizon for JA. All right. Well, I am going to wish you success. And of course, we are going to see each other and do that catch up that we mentioned. Uh, I hope you can hang around to the end of the show and we'll catch up some more. But uh, I want to thank you for your time here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I look forward to meeting you in person. Now I am joined by Denise Schaefer of uh, Junior Achievement of Central Ohio, and we have student Kelsey Hill with us. Ladies, how are you? Great. Kelsey actually is an alum now. Um, She's a a college student uh, who's still engaged in working with our office. Yay. All right. So Denise, uh, people that have watched our podcast before or listened have heard us before you were on uh, in the very beginning and a friend of mine back from the Najak days and uh, we, aging us. Well, I wasn't going to say the age, but <laughs> <laughs> we were, uh, we were doing that before Kelsey was born, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my. So you have been involved in junior achievement is, is see if memory serves correctly. Did you start right out of high school working for JA? I know I was uh, involved as a student in JA for four years in high school. Then I volunteered through college and um, Jack Kozakowski, who's now the JA USA president, was my program manager in Toledo. And uh, he got, he got me a interview for a job out of college. So yeah, I'm almost at a 36 year career. Okay. Now. All right. So it wasn't high school, it was college. So I, mm-hmm. I tried to get you in there a little quicker than before. Uh, Kelsey, you are a member of, uh, let's see, it's called Brainwave. Yes, I am. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Um, so I started the company program my senior year, which was last year. And I'm from Hoover High School. So Brainwave uh, was our company program team and it was 10 of us. I was the chief marketing officer and it pretty much is a 90 page cognitive activity book that um, encourages people to keep their mind active. We kind of focused on the aging population, uh, people who uh, are more at risk for Alzheimer's and dementia um, and those progressive brain diseases. So um, the activities in the book correspond to a different part of the brain. So it's mostly research-backed. Um, we met with neurologists, and, yeah, it was a lot of fun to do, but it also 
taught me a lot because I had no idea about anything with the brain before. And now I know a lot. (laughs) I'm sure that's exciting. Uh, Denise, uh, was this uh, one of the groups that you took to the uh, National Student Leadership Summit? We did. And not only we took three teams to the National uh, Summit, three of the 15 finalists came from JF North Central Ohio and Kelsey and her colleagues uh, won first place. Congratulations. Thank you. So does that mean like full ride scholarship to some place or? (laughs) Um, We got $3,000 scholarships each. So five of us went and um, now in the spring, we'll do the global competition and represent like junior achievement of uh, JUSA. So that's exciting. And that's we're looking forward to it. All right. And Marvin, they didn't finish their company. So their JA uh, company dissolved, but they've uh, gone ahead to keep their company going and formed an LLC. So their uh, entrepreneurship endeavors will continue with Brainwave. Well, that's fantastic. So Kelsey, is this something that you guys think you'll just continue as long as you can, or is this going to turn into your actual official business? Um, We definitely want to keep it going. Uh, The three of us that are doing it, it's uh, myself and then uh, Jesse and Jimmy Homacy, and they go to the same college as me. And so we've been working on it and we're still in the process of becoming an LLC, but uh, we're excited to see where it goes. We want to create an app and do a lot of different exciting things and still do competitions. And yeah, so I don't know. We'll see, but definitely keeping it going for now. All right. So Denise, you must be pretty proud there. And your office apparently has kept the JA company program spirit alive. Uh, Tell me about some of the other stuff you guys are doing. Well, we do have uh, 19 JA companies uh, that are up and running for this, uh, this school year. So we added three new schools Um, and Kelsey and some of her, um, other alumni group came and volunteered today at our startup conference, and they're all willing to continue to volunteer with all of our, our companies. So that is pretty exciting um, that the, our student alums are now volunteering. That <coughs> That's good. In addition to the company program, which was one of our focuses for our office, uh, we are also kind of looking at uh, growth at the high school level. Here in Ohio, SB1 passed last November, which is requiring a full semester financial literacy course for graduation for our high school students. So I've worked with my colleagues in Ohio and JAUSA, and we have created uh, the first in the nation in Ohio financial literacy course that we are now marketing um, to our, our schools. We're piloting on about 36 uh, classrooms this fall, and uh, those numbers will just continue to grow. So that that's pretty exciting, too, um, that Junior Achievement can help meet a need with schools um, for this graduation uh, requirement. Um, our office is also focused on middle and high school um, work and career readiness um, in, in, in that uh, pathway. Um, so during COVID, we started a program like some of our other colleagues across the country called JA Inspire uh, with a virtual career exploration fair. Uh, this year, we're taking that up the, uh, another level and we're going to be holding three in-person Inspire to Hire um, events for juniors and seniors. 
um, that may be looking for jobs or internships or uh, other opportunities uh, to stay right here in North uh, Central Ohio. Um, and then we've just hired a new staff person that's going to take it even further, you know, uh, after our Inspire events, uh, working to get those students connected with businesses and, and jobs. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, let's see, our office um, received a grant uh, in a partnership with the Ohio Farm Bureau. So we've added a staff person that's working on behalf of all eight Ohio offices. And we, um, uh, Christy is out uh, connecting with um, each county's uh, Farm Bureau and other businesses uh, because there's a, a definite need going forward for um, for people to to work in that area. So that that's kind of fun too. All right. So Kelsey, yeah. one last question for you. So I know you guys went and you won at the leadership summit. So outside of winning, what was probably the biggest thing you got out of being a part of Junior Achievement? Um, I got a lot of things out of Junior Achievement and I tell a lot of different people um, what I did get out of it. I think definitely just the experience in general, like I wasn't really sure I knew I wanted to go into business, but like doing the company program, I wasn't really sure like what aspect of business and um, getting like to be the chief marketing officer of Brainwave definitely inspired me to like know what I want to do with my future, but also like just different like soft skills and like communication, uh, networking, just skills that I don't really learn from school I definitely gained like from being a part of junior achievement and definitely good connections um I'm still very involved with uh Jay of North Central Ohio and I love it um so definitely inspired a lot of different things for my future and I'm very grateful for that all right that means that I'll probably see you on one of my trips to Ohio (laughs) hopefully (laughs) All right. Well, ladies, thank you very much. Uh, Denise, uh, I'll give you the last word. Anything else you'd like to add? No, it's a wonderful time to be working for Junior Achievement. Our mission is right there. Students need to know more about financial literacy. Entrepreneurship is big. That's the the future of our our country. And work and career readiness is uh, very, very important. So we're here at the right place at the right time. And it's, it's really a fun Uh, time to be working and being involved with Junior Achievement. All right. Well, thank you guys for sharing. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys back here in a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And now we go from North Central Ohio down to the state of Georgia. I am now joined by Helene Lawless. Helene, how are you? I am great, Marvin. Terrific to be here. And I'm so inspired listening to Kelsey. I'm, I appreciate Denise joining, having uh, Kelsey join us. Well, I think Kelsey will be, will be inspired by you. You are one of the products of Junior Achievement. We met at the National Conference, and you are now uh, President and CEO of Path Builders. 
And uh, you have attributed a lot of that to the teachings and learnings of junior achievement. I have, yeah. I mean, I um, I've really kind of never left JA. So, uh, like, uh, like we were hearing. I mean, I too, four years of high school and did the whole from the worker bee up to being an officer and attended what was then the national conference and then staff for a dozen years and then advisor to the company program uh, in both Chicago and Atlanta. And I've just never really left. I've been on the board of JA. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm one of those people that Lori spoke of, those old timers that are on the board. So I think I've been on the board of JA of Georgia for about 15 years and uh, executive committee for about a dozen chaired for a couple of years. So yeah, uh, it, it's in my blood. I, and I will say my family, I, my business, the business that I own, Path Builders, we help organizations move women forward. I've owned it for 20 years and my family absolutely attributes it to my having been in JA. Like they just knew that someday I would own a company. They probably thought you'd own a JA office too, didn't they? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what keeps you, you know, in that mindset where you have to have your hands involved in junior achievement. I know a lot of people go off, they'll start their business. They may attribute stuff to junior achievement, but they're not still serving on the board and, and be as involved as you are. So tell us what motivates you. Yeah. It, um, you know, I, uh, was initially motivated uh, when when what we call JA fellows. It was, it was great to hear that. What we call JA fellows when it when the company program kind of came to. I mean, I'm in Atlanta, and when it came to the Atlanta area, that was always where my passion had been. And so I I got involved as an advisor, and uh, and it's that's why it's so wonderful hearing Kelsey like remembering the energy of all of that. But we were really at a point in Georgia where we too, probably 10, 15 years ago, uh, wanted to, to narrow in our focus around middle school and high school and really do some innovative things. And Marvin, what keeps me engaged is uh, JA, and, and Denise said this, that the, the, the mission of this organization has never been more relevant. And I think that the, the pandemic actually only demonstrated that more clearly that if we're if we're looking for equity we are we are the mechanism to to create that for students and so you know through the various ways we've been able to in Georgia approach that it inspires me every day the work that we do and i feel like it ja so uniquely brings together the education world with the corporate world with uh in a systematic way that I think creates opportunity that just doesn't happen without JA. All right. So just like everybody else, I'm sure there are some things that are kind of unique to your Georgia office there. So why don't you tell us a little bit about those? Yeah, I, um, so we, uh, you saw uh, in the video, you saw something called Discovery Center. So that's our our name for uh, our, the capstone programs at BizTown and Finance Park. When we build facilities around that, we call them Discovery Centers. And that was our first. That was a shot of our first that's actually inside the Georgia World Congress Center. Um, and uh, we it's, it's unbelievable the growth and the receptiveness and the, the number of partners who have come forward. We work now with about 140 different corporate partners just in our discovery centers with the storefronts. Um, we have five discovery centers spread throughout the state of Georgia, um, opening our sixth in 2023. And uh, we've got a North Star. Our North Star is 90% of middle schoolers in the state of Georgia. And so we sit at 45% today. 
Uh, in a matter of months, we will be touching 65% of middle schoolers. Um, and we see our path. We see our path forward to being able to touch 90%. But we're perhaps also, uh, we're pr- perhaps most proud of the fact that I, I think all the JA areas do such innovative things. Our contribution to that was creating and really launching out of JA of Georgia, the 3DE program, which uh, is completely a different immersive high school experience. Uh, we now have 16 of the schools in Georgia, but now that has spun off. It is a separate part of JAUSA, and there are 44 schools now spread across five states and piloting in five more um, with uh, uh, an incredible opportunity to really re-engineer high school. Very nice. Very nice. Now, I've asked some others, what do they see you know, as the future of junior achievement in your area? You get a unique position because you sit on the board. You're not actually actively involved in the day-to-day. But from a board member's perspective, what do you see happening? Um, again, I think what is so one of the things that's so magical about the JA experience is the, the fact that the structure of the organization allows us to really align with local need and being innovative and sharing those innovations. Um, you know, for us, we are headed towards 90% of middle schoolers that just have such a high impact experience through through BizTown um, and Finance Park. Um, but when I look to the future, it it is how the 3DE model has the ability to change high school as we know it. And uh, it, it is almost flipping on its head the idea of a charter school. So embedded in core curriculum our case learning methodology approaches where corporate partners have the ability, we've got 170 corporate partners in our 3D schools in Georgia. And uh, the, the best analogy that I have ever heard was, uh, or someone said to us that so often corporations, when they want to engage with a school, it's like they helicopter over the top of the wall and drop something in. And that 3DE was really a way to drop the drawbridge so that corporate partners can really engage with high school students in a way that's just so very different. And when I think of the future, I think of the the power of that. Very nice. Very nice. Well, Helene, I want to thank you for coming on once again. You have... uh been a friend many times and come on the podcast and thank you for doing And I'm this. apparently almost famous. I now know. So yes, <laughs> yes, almost famous. So ladies and gentlemen, Helene Lawless and Helene, I hope that uh, you'll hang out uh, to the end as well. Absolutely. So this segment, I was supposed to have been joined by Kathy Haga, who was president of the Greater Miami office. She unfortunately was not able to join us tonight. She's got some family stuff that she had to deal with. I understand that because I, too, am dealing with family stuff. I have a mother that is diagnosed with multiple myeloma. So I won't divulge Kathy's situation, but she is taking care of that, and we wish her well. But I will say a few things about Kathy. I cannot speak completely to her office, but I can speak to the fact that Kathy was very instrumental in my becoming 
heavily involved with Junior Achievement. Now, I had been a part of Junior Achievement my junior year, and I think everybody can always look back and point to a few moments in time where a little nudge or a little suggestion by the right person can point you in the right way just as much as a nudge can point you in the wrong way. Well, Kathy was that person. She was the president of East Central Florida, and I had no clue how big Junior Achievement was. It was an after-school program for my high school. I heard that you can make some money. wasn't a lot of money, but it was money. And I got involved with that, and our company did very well. And I met Kathy over that summer, and she suggested that I get myself to the National Junior Achievers Conference in Bloomington, Indiana. So I did, and it was a fantastic experience. And I I have to say that if I had not gone to that national conference, I probably would not have joined Junior Achievement again my senior year. So not only did I join again for my senior year, I ended up becoming a staff member at the national conference and lasted another 10 years as a staff member there. And then, of course, I mentioned that I worked at the local junior top office here in Fort Lauderdale when I graduated from grad school. So all of those things, I have to point to Kathy Haga as being the person to, and it was probably more than a nudge. I'm just kind of being gentle about it. But There were some talks that we had where she told me about what she saw as potential and things that I would be good at. And I have to say that I think she was pretty much okay. Um, But I will say that for those of you that do not know me, so I have my own business that I started after moving back to Fort Lauderdale. I worked for Junior Achievement for a couple of years and then kind of mold around in the corporate world for a little bit, trying to find my place. And it wasn't until I had a moment of inspiration where I said, you know what? I can do this on my own. And I started my business and here we are 25 years later, still in business. And that is a tribute to junior achievement. Um, There's other stuff that I can attribute this to, but the guiding arrow has always been junior achievement. And part of the reason is What some of the people here tonight have not shared with you is that there is this magnetism that when you get involved with Junior Achievement, when you attend the national conference, there is a friendship that is built that you can leave and not see each other for an entire year, show back up, and it's just like you were talking to them yesterday. Uh, It is something that is hard to explain. I've tried to do it over many years. But that is the way that has been uh, for me. So Kathy, uh, being in Junior Achievement at that time, and she had been involved with Junior Achievement, I found out recently that she actually started in Fort Lauderdale, and then she had gone up to East Central Florida, and I think she did one other place, and then ended up here in Miami. She started in, in the Miami office literally the same year that I moved to Fort Lauderdale back in 1992. So since that time, she has been down here in the Miami office, and they too, along with the other stories that have been shared tonight, have grown in leaps and bounds, and I wish that she was here to give you the exact numbers, the exact impact that she has had, Um, but I can tell you it has been outstanding. She is a pillar of the Miami-Dade community. She is well-known, well-liked, and I 
have to say that she has been uh, a great friend, a great mentor over the years, and uh, we can only wish her the best here. Uh, I can say that uh, this is uh, kind of interesting. A little comment from the chat here, Mr. Hart. Great podcast. Thank you, Uncle Marv, and all the guests that have spoken tonight. Uh, Tim, also a veteran of the National Conference and also... I think it was the Indiana office that uh, Tim worked in. If I said that wrong, Tim, I'm sure you'll correct me at some point in time. But I see some great people out there in the chat and want to say thank you all for for joining us. And we're going to continue on because we've talked about the local offices. But I think it's time that we hear something from J.A. National. are joined by Ed Grokowski from JAUSA. Ed, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me here, Marvin. All right, Ed, you've you've been sitting in the green room and watching <laughs> and listening. Uh, what do you think? Oh, I mean, these stories have been fantastic. And uh, you know, I'm fortunate to certainly know uh, some of these folks in person, but just to hear their background and their story and, and their involvement with junior achievement, just very, uh, very insightful. So, it's- Okay. So we started off the show by talking about the fact that Junior Achievement has, you know, been a little heightened in the news, some large donations. They had the appearance by the Shark Tank people on Family Feud, Mackenzie Scott, big donation, Nobel Peace Prize nomination. Um, How is all this, you know, making Junior Achievement national feel? It, well, we feel very good to, you know, as, as you can imagine. I mean, this has been the result of, you know, certainly several several years of work. Um, obviously, we have a great history with the organization, but over the past decade or so, we've had a real concerted effort to really elevate the, um, the appearance of junior achievement with with new partners and new communities. And, and I think part of what you're seeing with Mackenzie Scott and and certainly the Nobel Prize, Peace Prize nomination, which was really orchestrated by JA Worldwide. Um, you know, there used to be a saying that junior achievement is uh, the best kept secret, and it doesn't seem like it's a secret anymore. And, and I think Denise had uh, referenced the importance of what we're doing, um, you know, a lot of everything that's been going on uh, coming out of the pandemic. And I think people are recognizing that we really have a, an important mission and uh, we're just seeing the support behind that. All right. So I kind of got a sense from all the local offices, what they're doing individually. Tell us what's happening at JA from a national perspective. Well, from a national perspective, we have really uh, stretched the bounds of, of what we're doing. Uh, about seven, eight years ago, we, we really started to emphasize uh, digital delivery and digital support. And that means not, not you know, going away from having the volunteer, but using technology to help uh, supplement that volunteer experience and help augment what we are teaching to young people. Because as you know, um, you know, technology is, is around everywhere and, and, and young people can relate to it. But we, we wanted to keep the volunteer experience as well. The mentoring, um, we think that has a really important impact. Um, you know, it's what we've seen with social media. Uh, it's been a bit isolating, especially for, for younger people. And so having that human interaction, a lot of what 
uh, you know, folks experienced through the JA company and through Najak that we're, we're tr really trying to, to emulate that as much as possible, even with the emphasis on technology. And so uh, part of that is we've actually widened a lot of what we're offering in the K through 12 space. And um, recently we announced we're also doing more now in the 18 to 25 space. I think when Lori was talking about that school to work piece, it's kind of hard to do school to work if you just kind of stop at the age of 18. And so that's really the next phase of what we're going to be working on over now, is that going to be kind of like a continuation of the company program or the curriculum where you're reaching out to college students? Uh, is, there a, is there a conception yet as to how that will take place? Yeah, so bits and pieces of what we're doing. We actually now have uh, college-level courses um, in entrepreneurship that we're working on, articulated credits similar to dual enrollment. Um, so there, there's already some things happening in that space. And, and we've had all kinds of conversations around uh, the JA company program and how we really, once the kids go through that experience, how can they take that to the next stage and, and have a real business? So these are all things that are uh, you know going through that uh, consideration process right now as we're, we're forward. All right. Now, of course, we talked about the fact JA doesn't seem to be a secret anymore. So in terms of the things that were done by you know Shark Tank and Family Feud and McKinsey Scott, is a lot of this kind of organic or is junior achievement kind of, you know, pushing the envelope and saying, Hey, we're here, help us out. Uh, I think it's probably a little bit of both. I will say, I mean, when you, when you hear the stories of what's happening in you know, Georgia, Fort Lauderdale and, and Canton, Akron area, I mean, we have some really great JRA offices that are really getting the word out there. And I think that's, that's certainly part of this process and then again, we're, you know, I think we used to be hesitant to say that that we were changing people's lives, but we've been doing a lot of research in recent years that indicates that's exactly what's happening. I mean, when I hear your story and Helene's story, I mean, JA alumni are two and a half times more likely to start their own business, business compared to the general public. Um, you know, we've got uh, our JA alumni survey. We found that, you know, in, in the country, so about 27% of college graduates end up working in the field they study, but for junior achievement alumni, it's around 70%. So there's a lot of great stuff that's been happening through the program experience and uh, sharing that information, I think is having a real impact on our partners out there. Okay. Now we hinted at it in the video that junior achievement is up for nomination for the Nobel peace prize. Yep. Tell us about that. So yeah, so JA worldwide um, was working with the junior achievement folks in Norway and, and the way the, the nomination comes, is actually through the Norwegian parliament. Um, JA has been very active in Norway for, for many, many years. And, uh, you know, Ashish Advani, who's the CEO of JA Worldwide, had the opportunity to meet with, with legislators there and really make the case for a JA uh, nomination. Um, we really look at it from the standpoint of peace and prosperity. So it's hard to have peace if you don't have prosperity. And, and I think there's a, a great case for all the work we've been doing and the impact we've been having uh, in the U.S. and globally in terms of inspiring young people to start uh, their own business, for example. And I will say we, we found out about a week ago that this year that the Peace Prize is actually going out to some human rights activists associated with what's going on in Ukraine, which shouldn't be surprising. But uh, JE Worldwide is going to be working on getting uh, additional nominations in the future. So, you know, who knows down the road, uh, we may be getting that. So that's, that's still going to be a work in progress. Okay. So a lot of momentum here in the last 12 to 18 months. Uh, how do you keep it going? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. Well, as you can see, I mean, you could tell the, the passion and enthusiasm from your guests here tonight. Um, I, I think that's that's a really important part of it. We've got so many committed people. And what's really interesting is, 
you know, with the pandemic, you know, and you hear things like the great resignation, we did have a, a lot of leadership retire over the past few years, but I can say the folks that are coming into the organization are, are just as passionate and just as dedicated and, and really bringing, um, you know, uh, some, some innovation to the table. And uh, I, I think I'm very optimistic about the future going to keep growing and, and moving forward. All right. And I guess the big question is, you know, the money isn't always going to last that McKenzie Scott has given in the shark tank. We're able to, to win and donate to junior achievement. So there's still got to be that continued source of volunteers and funding. So what are some ways that people can contribute it and be involved? Well, again, I mean, we, we encourage folks to get engaged with junior achievement in their community, um, especially from a volunteer standpoint, but also if they want to provide uh, financial support. Uh, so we, if, if folks want to go to JA.org, they can actually locate uh, the JA office in their community to, to get contact with. And, and beyond that, I mean, we are doing some new things now at looking at different ways of generating revenue um, for the organization. We're doing some things now with uh, apps um, where where. Uh, kids can learn how to invest, um, which which uh, has a revenue uh, opportunity working with some of our partner organizations. Um, we're also looking at some new uh, opportunities with uh, partners in terms of providing um, technology for uh, their employees to help them learn about financial literacy. So in that 18 to 25 space. So there's a lot of different things happening uh, that we see really kind of expanding the the impact that we're having in, in the ways that we're able to bring resources into the organization. All right. Sounds fantastic. And you're able to get some old timers like me <laughs> back into the fold. Well, again, and we really appreciate uh, uh, folks, especially those who uh, were at NAJAC and went through NAJAC, um, getting reengaged with the organization. I know for a long time, J.A., I think was a little bit lost when it came to that. I know we have some very dedicated people like Kathy and Denise who've been involved the whole time, but I think uh, the centennial, I think really uh, kind of re- reignited that relationship and that engagement. So we're really looking for opportunities to work uh, more with the, the NAJAC folks months and years ahead. And we didn't highlight it. Um, we talked about it with Kelsey and the fact that the, you know, the national student leadership summit that kind of took the place of the national conference. I know that, it went through a few iterations, uh, mm-hmm. became, uh, what is it, the International Student Forum, the Master's yep. Conference, and stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about the the, the National Summit. Yeah, so the JA National Student Leadership Summit. So I, one of the first things that I did, and this is actually where I met you, I, when I started with JA in 92, I went to the International Student Forum, which was NAJAC. Right. And, and what we're doing now you know, isn't on the scale in terms of the number of students impact. But I can tell you the experience is, is similar in terms of the, the impact it has on the lives of the young people, people who participate. I mean, we have uh, alumni from that that we that we still talk to um, and engage in different ways. Um, but, you know, basically it's it's like the J.A. Company of the Year competition. Uh, and we do it on, in Washington, D.C. The kids have an opportunity to uh, you know display their companies or share their companies. Uh, on Capitol Hill, um, uh, you know, we have members of Congress who come through and congressional staffers. There's a pitch competition that takes place uh, at a venue in uh, D.C. And then we have this great celebration the final night um, where, where we do the awards. So it, it's it's great. I mean, it is it is a smaller version of NAJAC. But again, a lot of that energy is very, very similar and, and very exciting. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing more about that. And I know we had a limited amount of time and everybody kind of got compressed in there, but let me give you one last opportunity. Is there anything else that you think people should hear about the new JA and the JA story? Well, I think 
you know, again, I think we've always known it was relevant. I think the world's discovered how relevant it is. I think it's just a really good time to be involved with. All right. Well, Ed, thank you very much. And I appreciate you as well, taking your time. Uh, You guys got a big ship to run and I appreciate you guys still doing it and keeping us involved and look forward to chatting with you again in the future. Thanks for having me on. All right, folks, that is going to do it for our podcast here, our show, our live video. I want to thank you all for listening and hopefully you will head over to the episode page and find all of the links to the local offices that we have here, as well as links for you to volunteer, to contribute, to be a part. This is something that, as I mentioned, has been very dear and special to me. And you've heard from others that, you know, this is inspiring and empowering people to, you know, be involved in business and, you know, maybe start your own, uh, but helping us, you know, make a better world. So I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for listening and watching. And that's going to do it for tonight. Until next time, holla.